everybody, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 86 on September 15, 2021. My name is Sarah, and I am here with Tyler. How are you, Tyler? My lower back hurts. What did you do to yourself? I don't know. I just tweaked something. I'm getting old. We all know that. You're getting older next week. Oh, it is next week. Jeez. I totally forgot. Oh, yay. So. Inching closer to 40. I'm not even halfway through You're my inching. 30s yet. You're, I said inching. No. I didn't yeah, say yeah, leaping. Yeah. All right. How are you? <laughs> Better than you, I guess. Uh-oh. So, what have you been up to? Mm-hmm. Playing something new? I, yes, I did uh, take a little gander into Tales of Arise. And what is that for those that don't know? It's a great jrpg series and this is its new entry i don't know my favorite part of these games is the character interaction uh but yeah it looks really anime which is my kind of thing and so far so good i'm not even very far in general anyways so i will continue um but what have you been up to uh, i haven't really been watching anything new recently to be honest uh there hasn't been that much out that i've wanted to watch either you've watched football that's new this year well yes <laughs> that's a new release how did your fantasy team do week one? I won both my teams. Wow. Good for you. Did you win both your teams? No, I mm. won one and lost one. But And who are you playing in one of those leagues this week? You. Mm-hmm. And I projected to mm-hmm. win. I don't even know. Let's I haven't see. looked at my lineup. Well, no, I did look at my lineup to beat you. It's close, but I am currently projected to win. I'm not worried. Should be. Mm-mm. Have I beaten you every time in baseball this year? Maybe. Mm. Yeah, I'm not worried. Well, I'm missing one of my best players all year. Yes, I know about trout and mm-hmm. your sadness about trout. Um, sure. Think what's coming out? Movie. Well, I mean, obviously, um, Venom. Yeah, Venom is the next big theater release, I guess. Which I'm not super excited about. Like, I'll probably go see it. But, but it's your boy. Yeah. Uh oh. It kind of sads. Well, no, no. It kind of sads me that he's kind of wasting his time doing these movies. I could agree. Be doing, could be doing better projects. Hundred percent agree. He could have been Bond. Yeah. No, nah, he'd be a better Bond than Mr. Old Daniel Craig now. <laughs> Give him Craig one more chance here. No, uh. We'll see how he does. He doesn't want to be there. All I will think about is how just old and crotchety I, and paycheck he is. I have to think he's going to try a little bit more in the next one than he did Inspector. It's impossible to try less than he did Inspector. <laughs> so. It could have been Tom Hardy, is what I'm saying. Right. But yes, you're right. So, leading into that's going to be a good segue into this week's ep- or Sorry, this week's topic. We are going to be talking about Bond films because oh. I am starting to get a little excited to go see the new. I think you're trying to build your own hype. Drive. Right, I am. I'm trying to build the <laughs> hype for, for No Time to Die, which comes out in North America on um, October 8th. Mm. So a few weeks away still. For my birthday, I don't want to see it. So what I was thinking about earlier, I was like, what kind of list can I make about Bond films? I didn't want to do any kind of a ranking list, really, because I haven't watched a lot of them in a while. And I was debating, I was thinking to myself the other day, I was like, I could technically like, watch one Bond film pretty much every day up till the next one comes out. I think you did that last time a Bond movie came yeah, out. Yeah, but I just... Some of them are bad. Not bad. Some They're of them just, are bad. Some, well, some of them are dated, obviously. Yes. Uh, but I still like rewatching some of the older ones for... For different reasons. <laughs> you can't even give me a reason. Well, no, like some of them have. You're smirking. I don't know what a smirking reason is. Well, I, was gonna, I didn't know what to say. Like, I'm not, I don't really watch them for the fight scenes. Like, the old ones, the fighting scenes are pretty bad. Um, obviously, 
you know, over time, the the special effects got better, but some of the stuff from the 60s and 70s is kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I like I, I appreciate how every actor brought their uh, distinct personality to each iteration of Bond, right? Like Sean Connery's version is very much different from Roger Moore's version. Mm-hmm. And Pierce Brosnan's version is very different from Daniel Craig's version, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, yeah, it's fun to watch them sort of add a sequence and then just appreciate each actor's different take on the role, you know? Yes, I agree. But that's not, we're others. not necessarily focusing on the Bond actors today. What we are okay. focusing on is the villains. Oh, this is something I know almost nothing about. Right. This is great. So... <laughs> I'm not ranking the villains per se in terms of likability, you know, um, you should, acting. Uh, should I, be a wasted potential. That's what you should rank <laughs> them on. I wanted to. One of the things that Bond films have been memorable for over the years, and they've kind of gotten away from it in the last decade or so, as the films have obviously gotten a bit more grounded and realistic. But by early Bond standards, the villain deaths were usually pretty over the top. So I wanted to briefly discuss each villain's death in the series and sort of rank, not rank them, like I'm not making a list here of which villain's death is the best, but let's just say I'm going to explain each villain's death. That sounds like a Bond spoiler cast. Yeah. Well, I'm going to mention each title, so if you don't want to know how those films end, you can just skip to the next one. But yes, I'm going to briefly discuss how each villain dies, and I'm just going to say out of a scale of 1 to 10. Okay, interesting. Either from... You know, was the death meaningful from a character perspective? Like, did it make sense? Was there a lead up to it? Was there foreshadowing? Or more, just was it was it entertaining? Was it, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I had something different, I thought. So, anyways. Yes, that is. I, kind of want, I wanted to jog my own memory first. I had, did, did have to look up a few of these on YouTube. So, I was like, mm. I can't exactly remember how this villain died. I haven't seen this movie in a long gonna, time. Those but, are going to get one out of tens. Well, not necessarily, but. So, I'm just going to do these in order. Chronolo- in, uh, in chronological order. Order of release. Yep. So, so obviously the very first Bond film, Doctor Nin- No, uh, Doctor No, nineteen sixty-two, I believe. Oof, boy. Yeah, nineteen sixty-two. So, um, obviously Sean Connery playing James Bond. Uh, so yeah, the villain in this movie is called Doctor No, just as the title implies. <laughs> um, I don't remember. In in some later entries, I'll mention the actor's name if I think it's mm. like a note. But in this case, it's um, I don't really know what this actor did back in the sixties. So, I'm sure he was a fine actor, but. His death is pretty good for, you know, the first Bond film. Obviously, it's it's basically he. Um, so the villain in this movie, he has he has metal hands. He obviously okay. he, had, he had some kind of an accident. I don't remember exactly how he lost his hands before Bond meets up with him, but he has just like these metal hands. So at one point, him and Bond are um, are are fighting near the end of the film because uh, the bad guy's trying to like launch a missile or something. Um, As not, they do exactly. That, that, that's that's where Bond films start now. Everybody's got to launch a. I don't, I don't even remember if it was a nuclear missile or if it was like a regular missile that was just going to destroy part of the U.S. or something. But whatever it was, so Bond is fighting this guy, and then um, they're fighting inside like this this area where there's like a lot of radiation and stuff. There's a huge water like pool of radiation, so it's the water is bubbling. It's all. This know. sounds terrible. Right. So Bond and this guy start fighting, and then Bond. There's this platform that's like slowly descending into the water, and mm-hmm. Bond. So the guy's trying to like you know hold Bond over the mm-hmm. side, and then Bond like kind of like flips over and kicks kicks the guy and starts climbing out, and then the bad guy tries to climb out, but with his metal hands, Aww. he just like scrapes his hands along no, the side I'm of the ladder. Sad. So the guy slowly just descends into this bubbling pool of. I guess he just you know melts essentially. They don't show it obviously, but Aww. still. So I don't know. For that, it's a pretty, pretty good death. Um obviously not super violent or like go not gory by those standards but uh yeah i'd, I'd give it like a six out of ten 
I think it's sad already into we, the first one. You don't spend a lot of time with this villain, so it's not like you know, there's not a lot of foreshadowing to it. And obviously, I mean, the thing with the hands is kind of funny. You just see him like trying to. No, <laughs> he's helpless. Right, but anyway, well, he's a bad guy. He deserves it. So, oh, James Bond saves the day. So that's that's Doctor No. Um, the next one's very, a little a lot more simpler. Uh, From Russia with Love was the next mm. film in the series. Um, still Sean Connery, and uh, in this one, I know I've shown you this clip before. Maybe you don't remember it, but he, the main villain, Bond, fights him on a train near the end of the film. They okay. have this really vicious fight inside this tight train um, cab carriage. Not tra- what do you call, what do you call the rooms on a train? Like I call it a cabin. Y- your cabin, sure. So Bond has a, a pretty vicious hand-to-hand fight with this guy, and then the bad guy throughout the film, the bad guy has this is where the foreshadowing comes in. The bad guy has always used like a, a wire from his watch. He pulls out this okay. really thin wire, and he would just like strangle people with it. Yeah. So he starts trying to strangle Bond with it, right? And then Bond um, reaches for this suitcase that he had brought with him, and uh, he, he, there's like a, you know Q would put a little hidden knife inside the briefcase. Mm. So Bond takes out the knife and stabs the guy in the in the yeah. arm, and then Bond takes the wire, reverses it around the guy, oh. and then strangles him instead okay, so okay. strangle with a watch wire let's call it um yeah it, it was a really good fight scene so i will say that build up to, like the death itself is nothing special but the fight leading up to it and everything and the foreshadowing of the watch and everything i'd say i give it like an eight, eight out of ten wow hi okay, okay. And it's a pretty good fight scene by 1960 standards like sean you can tell sean because there's like there's no stuntman it's just sean connery and this mm-hmm. dude like just throwing each other around this this train cabin and and the other actor too was a pretty big guy i think he was um oh what was the actor's name Shoot, he played. Um, he was in Jaws. He played one of the guys in, in Jaws. Quint, the guy that gets eaten by the shark. <laughs> I've never seen Jaws. Robert, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. That was the actor's name. Hey, I remember now. Good yes. job. There we go. Um, Goldfinger mm-hmm. was most people call it one of Con- Connery's best, and it's sort of like it was. It was the no pun intended gold standard for. Um, for Bond films back then, it sort of perfected the formula. Okay. Um, but in this one, actually, so in a few of these lists, I am going to mention not only the main villain's death, but like if there was a no- if there was a notable henchman, I'm going to mention their death as well. Oh, okay. So like in this one, anybody who obviously had seen Goldfinger before, or even if you played like the GoldenEye video game back in the day, mm-hmm. you know who Odd Job is. Okay. Odd Job was the short little uh, Asian um, hench- henchman for Goldfinger, okay. um, and what his thing is, he would have a, he would wear a bowler hat. But the hat had like a really like sharp rim, so he would throw the hat and like decapitate people or something with it. Oh my god! They don't actually show it in the film. They show him like decapitating a statue, but they show how mm. sharp the hat is. So, anyways, um, where that foreshadowing, where that scalp. foreshadowing comes back is that uh, later on in the film, Odd Job is fighting Bond inside this, you know, the bad guy's lair near the end of the film, and uh, Bond, uh, what is it? Like the hat is all, the hat is also like magnetic because oh. of the, like it, it obviously has a magnet in the in the rim or something like that. So, um. Bond throws the hat back at the bad guy and it like gets stuck on this metal cage and the guy bad guy goes to grab it and then Bond electrocutes the cage while the guy's hanging onto it. Oh. So it's pretty good death. I give it like a seven out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Again, nothing super violent by sixty standards. But it was, that was the henchman. That was odd job. Now the main villain, Gold Oric Goldfinger, I believe is his full name, but they just call him Goldfinger. Um him and Bond near the end of the film, they're they're Goldfinger's getting away on like this private plane, and Bond gets on the plane, and they have this little quick hand-to-hand fight. I mean, it's not anything resembling the fight from from Russia with Love. Like this is like Bond fighting a fat guy. Okay. <laughs> like, it's not like two equals. So, but anyways, but Bond. Um, I think I think what happens. I think a gun goes off, and basically, so like obviously, it through bullet goes through the window and depressurizes the cabin, and then Goldfinger gets sucked out through the through the cabin, the depressurization. Right. So. 
it's pretty good. It's quick, good, quick death. Um, yeah, I give it like a seven out of ten. <laughs> Thunderball was the next Bond film. Those name. Yeah. Um, bad guy's That's name. Still Sean Connery, right? Yes, still okay. Sean Connery. The bad guy's name is Emilio Largo. Really, his character is nothing memorable to me. I couldn't <laughs> tell you anything about the plot. Really, like this one's not one of my favorite Bond films. But long story short, at the end of the film, this guy gets harpooned in the back by Ooh. not by Bond, but by like the Bond harpoon, the Bond uh, girl. Oh, Bond. I don't know what they call her. Like, that's not psychic. It's like <laughs> whoever Bond sleeps with in this movie basically harpoons <laughs> Largo in the back and he dies. That's it. So like three out of ten. Not a very memorable uh, death, well, well. and I didn't really care about the villain. So anyway. They went from like good to poop. This was like yeah, this wasn't last one of them, one, wasn't it? No, he did a couple more after this. Oh, okay. film, but the next one is also James, which is also Sean Connery. He's called You Only Live Twice. Oh, and um, no, you don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, this one doesn't have a main villain death. The main villain actually gets away at the end of this one. Oh. Um, so really the only notable death I could find in this film was that Bond fights this like henchman towards the end of the film. And um, it, this one's foreshadowed a bit earlier because like Blofeld is the main villain in this one. He's the one who gets away at the end. So he, Blofeld kills one of his own henchmen earlier in the film for like, you know, failing to kill Bond by basically mm. activating this trap door and this girl falls into a uh, pit of piranhas, the piranhas eater. What is a, I feel Austin Powers-esque. It does feel like Austin Powers-ish, yeah. So basically, this henchman, Bond, they fight in the same room towards the end of the film, and Bond, like, throws the guy into the pool, and the guy gets eaten by the piranhas. So. Okay. You don't really, you, you see, you just see the guy get dragged under, and there's, like, a bunch of bubbles. There's no blood say, or red, anything, so. Not even red. No, not even oh, blood. Oh, wow. So it's pretty, it's pretty tame. It's, like, a four out of ten. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tony's yeah. blood. The next one's very interesting. This is the one where they took a break between Sean Connery. Like Sean Connery didn't do any, didn't want to do any more, so they brought on a different actor, um, George Lazenby, yeah. and he did one called On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Mm-hmm. And this one also brings Blofeld back, same mm-hmm. villain from the previous film, although played by a different actor. I was gonna say it's, it was a while, right? Um, so, but again, Blofeld gets away in this one. He doesn't die. What? If you want, there's not actually really a notable villain death in this film. If you want to just this would be a big spoiler for those who, I guess, haven't seen this film since 1969. You can go ahead and skip this. But uh, this is what a film that's very controversial for a lot of Bond. Some Bond fans really love or hate this ending because in this film, uh, at the end of this film, Bond gets married oh. and, uh, to a, tra- a woman named Tracy. And uh, at the end of the film, they're, you know, they're, they're leaving from, they're driving away and they're being, you know, they're driving away in the car with the, you know, the dragging the bells behind, just married, yada, yada, all that stuff, right? So they, they pull over on the side of this, like, uh, winding dirt road or whatever, and then Blofeld and his henchmen come around the corner. Don't ask me how they knew. I guess they must have followed them from the wedding or something. But anyway, so Blofeld drives by and they do like a drive-by shooting to try and kill Bond. And Bond survives, but they killed his wife. And that just feels like how Bourne started. And that's just how the film ends. The film ends with Bond sort of like grieving over his wife. But so he only loves Vesper anyway, so it's fine. He gets better. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> so yeah, like it's a uh, very different ending, obviously for a Bond film, right? Bad guy gets yes. away, Bond's wife gets killed. It's a very sad ending, obviously. Uh, the problem is they don't obviously pay this off because in the very next film, which where Sean Connery comes back for the final role of, for his final role of James Bond, it's called Diamonds Are Forever. Wait, so like the wife is never talked about ever again? She is referenced in the later film, okay. but well, she is briefly mentioned in this one, but um, yeah, it's just it's kind of a mess. Anyways, in this one, this one has kind of a good. Um, Again, this one doesn't really have a main villain death. There's just like a huge gunfight and explosion at the end of the film. A bunch, bunch of bad guys die. But there's these two henchmen in the film that are constantly trying to kill Bond. And towards the end of the film, when Bond and his and his lady friend from the film are they're they're on this uh, boat and they're having a 
like they're on like a cruise ship or something, I think, and and they're having a catered dinner, and the caterers are the, the uh, henchmen, oh, the assassins. Okay. So this one's kind of funny because the assassins they try and so they they kind of blow their cover, like Bond sort of remembers that the one guy is the assassin that he saw earlier in the film because <laughs> these guys don't do anything to disguise their appearance at all. They oh. look the exact same. So Bond kind of calls the one guy out, and then the guy starts like choking Bond from behind with like a wire or something. And meanwhile, the other bad guy who is pretending to be like the server like he mm-hmm. like wheels in the food or whatever he just takes these two big kebabs and like lights them on fire yeah and starts walking slowly towards bond like literally menacingly and then bond just takes like the bottle of wine that was on the table and smashes it and then like throws the alcohol on the on the, the guy on the fire on the fire and then the guy lights so the guy yeah. gets lit up and then he just sort of like goes over the side of the ship and then the other guy who was choking bond bond obviously gets the advantage on him and then oh they were also trying i remember now they're trying to also they're trying to blow up bond they had they brought in a cake that had a bomb in it yeah so the girl like throws the cake at the bad guy and Bond, Bond sees the bomb. So Bond like brings the guy over to the side of the ship. Like basically, I don't remember what he does. He sort of like ties the guy's hands together with like a, a rope or something. And then like sticks the bomb in his in his hands and throws him over the side of the ship. And oh. just blows him up. Okay. So I don't know. It's kind of entertaining, even though it's a little silly. I'd give like an 8 out of 10. <laughs> Sounds fun. Um, next, and so now we're getting into the Roger Moore films, which had some really mm. silly deaths. A few silly ones. So the first one is called Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. Good song, yeah. Um, so in this one, you got the bad guy. His name is Dr. Kanenga. <laughs> and uh, I don't even know how to explain this one. This, this has one of the worst special effects in the entire series, yeah. for sure. Like, when you watch it, it's hard not to laugh. So basically, what it, I'm trying to remember exactly what happens. The bad guy, Bond shoots him with, like, this... Uh, shoots him with, like, a harpoon pellet or something. Like, and the, guy, the guy, The guy basically... <laughs> The pellet, when it goes into the guy, it, 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 the guy inflates like a huge balloon, and then he just floats up to the ceiling and explodes. <laughs> oh, what's her name in What do you think of? Potter. Oh. oh, Dudley's aunt. I can't remember yeah. her name. What's his but name the special name? effects are so bad. It literally just looks like, like when the guy starts floating up, you can tell they just like cut the camera edits to like a balloon. Like literally just like... <laughs> Uh, imagine a guy at like a kid's balloon party just making this huge balloon that just pops when it hits the ceiling I'm like it's special effects are amazing but it, just because it makes you laugh every time you see it I'm gonna give it like a 5 out of 10 <laughs> it's pretty silly next one it would be one of the more simple deaths in the series it's also really good one of the better Roger Moore films The Man with the Golden Gun mm-hmm. so in this one you had the villain his name was Scaramanga and Ooh. he's played by Christopher Lee who was a really good actor he passed away a while ago rest in peace but he was a really good actor probably one of the best Bond villains in terms of like his acting but um, towards the end of the film him and Roger Moore had like this little cat and mouse thing like Scaramanga has like this thing set up at his house like a shooting gallery basically where he just shoots a bunch of mannequins and stuff so it's kind of silly but like Roger Moore is like hiding in there and Scaramanga is trying to find him and then Roger Moore poses as one of the mannequins. <sighs> so then when Scaramanga walks past, Bond just like slowly turns and aims his gun at him. And then when Scaramanga turns around, Bond just shoots him once, yep. in, the, shoots him once in the chest. And that's it. One Most shot simple. in the chest. Simple, very simple death. But uh, I don't know. Slightly amusing. Stuff. Yeah, a little bit of tension, so I'll give it like a 6 out of 10. Mm. Not a, you know. Um, the next one, the next one Roger Moore film is called The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh. Uh, the villain in this film is... Uh, just some old white guy. Like, I don't really remember the character's name, or not, not the character's name. I don't remember the character's motivations that well. But mm. His name was Carl Stromberg. And uh, all I remember, I had to watch this one on YouTube. I couldn't really remember how he died, but him and Bond are just like sitting, like this guy's just basically sitting at his dinner table eating a meal when Bond comes in and tries to like destroy his plan. And the guy's like, you know, ha, oh, you're too late, Mr. Bond, that kind of thing, right? And the guy tries to basically shoot Bond from under the table, mm. but Bond jumps out of the way. So then Bond just like straight up shoots the dude four times. 
Like, just pop, 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 just shoots him four times and lets him die on the floor. Okay, well, that's... But he was eating. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty violent for one of the Roger Moore villain deaths. They're usually pretty over the top and silly. This one was just like, oh, I'm just going to shoot you a bunch of times and let you die. So, And then he just goes back to trying to stop the bad guy's plan. I'm like, all right, well, that's effective. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'll give it like a 6 out of 10. Not overly entertaining, but a little more violent than you'd done. expect. Yeah. Next one is very silly. Um, this one's called Moonraker. Now, this what? came out, this came out in 1979. And this came out, so Star Wars came out in 1977. So this this was like James Bond trying to do Star Wars, basically. Oh, does he go to space? Yeah. Yeah. And there's laser fights and there's, yeah. yeah. No, I want to see this one. So the main bad guy, uh, Hugo Drax. Oh, and he's a pretty, a he's a pretty good, he's a pretty good, yeah, it's a good name. And he's a pretty good villain too. But this one's pretty simple. Basically, he gets the jump on Bond near the end and he's going to shoot him. But then. Oh, yeah, are they fighting on the moon? They're on, like they're on a spaceship. They're, yeah, oh. they're, they're not, they're not on the moon, but they're somewhere in space. So anyways. This guy gets to jump on Bond, and Bond has a little, like, dart thing in his wrist, so he shoots the bad guy with a dart, and the guy drops the gun, and then Bond just slowly walks over to the guy, and he says, you know, here, let me help you out, and then he just, like, opens the door and shoot, pushes the guy off into space, just ejects him out of oh, the airlock, so. That's a sad The effects are a little though. silly, but again, it's the 70s, so I'll give it, like, a 7 out of 10. <laughs> Is this the only time Bond went to space? Yes. Oh, they gotta do it again. <laughs> Uh, next one. Still going. Like Roger Moore did a lot of these films. He did seven films. So yep. So we did four Roger Moore's already. The next one is called For Your Eyes Only. Mm-hmm. Now this one has a couple of silly ones because number one, they bring back. So this one, this film begins with Bond visiting his wife's grave. So going all the way back wow, to referencing, right? Yeah. This was like 1981. This one came out. So Bond is now like chasing Blofeld because Blofeld's oh, the one who killed his wife. Right. Well, it's obviously a different actor. But <laughs> so, so Bond is, at the, I can't remember the exact opening, but Bond is flying a helicopter and Blofeld's like getting away on his little motorized scooter thing oh, that he used in previous yes. films. So Bond just like uses like the, I don't know what you call it, like the, you know, the part that the, where the, helicopter, the helicopter lands on the pad and has like the, you call it like this not they look like ski oh i don't remember you know what i'm talking called, about like yeah. the things under the helicopter when you land yeah. so he, he like gets this thing wedged inside blowfield's wheelchair and basically lifts him up into the sky and then he flies over this like huge chimney at a factory and just drops him in the chimney <laughs> so, he's santa claus yeah <laughs> and the guys the guys the guys falling in the chimney he's just like mr bond <laughs> and like, oh, he's dead so that's the end of that blowfield i guess are we sure he's dead i'll give it like an eight i'll back. give it an eight out of ten just because it's silly now the main villain's death is actually pretty um uh sort of looking for gruesome no no like another word for like basic just like very uh, bland reserved i guess i don't know yeah the main bad guy like Bond catches the guy, catches up to the. I don't even remember the bad guy's name. Uh, Christatos, I think his name was something. Yeah, Greek guy. So Bond catches up to him in the film, and then um, the the girl who was with Bond in the film, she has a vendetta against the guy. She wants to shoot him. Bond's like, no, no, you can't shoot him. And then the guy is gonna like take out a knife and stab Bond. And then one of Bond's other helpers from the film just like throws a knife in this dude's back from like. Oh. So the guy just gets a knife in the back, and then he dies. That's it. Oh. Pretty unceremonious. I give it like a four out of ten. <laughs> Not super memorable. Blowfield was much more fun. Uh, next film, definitely the film that has one of the dumbest titles, but it is based on an Ian Fleming title. Is pretty good. Well, how about Octopussy? <laughs> Never mind. It yeah. was topped. <laughs> yeah. So one of the worst Roger Moore, one of the worst Bond films in general, in my opinion. But um, and the main villain's death. The main villain is called Kamal Khan. Like nobody wants to say that name out loud. No, well, it's different in the '80s, I guess. But nowadays, yeah. Jeez. So in this one, basically, the villain just you know bond's fighting the guy on a plane it's another one of these like private plane type little cessna things so bond okay. bond just like makes the guy crash his plane into a mountain and the guy blows up so 
But the film's not very memorable, so I'm gonna give this like a three out of ten. Honestly, oh, wow. I, don't, I don't remember a lot about this film. So now one of my favorites. Last one? No, this the next one is the last one. It's the one I showed you the video. You yeah. remember we watched the YouTube thing the other day about the cinema How scenes. So it was. the next one's called A View to a Kill. A v- that doesn't even that's not even English. A View to a Kill. It's not. No. Anyways, at least it, at least no. this one has a good actor playing the villain. It's Christopher Walken playing the main villain oh, max I feel, zorin i feel sadness coming so in this one long story so this one's kind of silly you remember i showed you the video yesterday so the, the the bad guy zorin is getting away with bond's lady friend on a blimp and they fly oh, o- and right. they fly over the golden gate bridge in san francisco yeah. and bond's fighting the guy on a blimp and then um bond ends up throwing him over the edge of the blimp and the guy's like hanging on oh so walken's character's hanging on to the edge of the golden gate bridge mm-hmm. and then you know bond could save him but he just lets him fall Mm-hmm. So he just falls to his death from the. So I don't know, like a five out of ten. I mean, just because walking hams, walking hams, it's not a blimp, which is pretty <laughs> silly. And walking really hams up the role, so I'll give it, I give it five. That's it for the Roger Moore ones are done. Now we got the two Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Dalton. Very good, yes. Um, I didn't remember the first one that well. I had to look this up on YouTube, but the first Timothy Dalton film was called The Living Daylights. Okay. And again, it's another one where there's not like a main villain death. He just fights like a bunch of people at the end of the movie. But the main henchman that he fights, they have this huge, his name is like Necros or something. Ooh. And he, he fights this guy in the back of like a cargo plane and they both fall to the back of the plane. They're hanging on to like this, you know, there's like one of those package, one of those big things uh, with all the ropes that you're, yep, it, it, def, it definitely, I can, when I watched this thing on YouTube today, I definitely was like, this is directly, they reference this in Uncharted 3. There's a thing in Uncharted 3 when Nate falls out the back of a plane, he's hanging on to the ropes. Yeah. And I'm like, that's exactly what this is. So I, I find I was, it hard. I was thinking, I've seen this before. Yeah. And, and then you said Uncharted. It's like, no, I played that before. So Bond basically just like, they're hanging on to this thing. And then they're both fighting. And Bond kicks the guy off and he just falls out to his death. So, okay. I mean, uh, 5 out of 10. Just because, again, I don't, it wasn't very memorable. I had to look it up, so it wasn't that memorable <laughs> to me. It's an okay death. I mean, the next one's pretty good, though. Because the next one definitely is like a personal vendetta between Bond and this villain. So the next one is License to Kill. Mm. The villain's name is Franz Sanchez. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he kills, at the very beginning of the film, he kills Bond's like best friend, Felix Leiter. Was so, he in the other films? He's been referenced in the other films okay. before. He's like a CIA agent that works with Bond in mm. various roles. So so this guy, so this bad guy kills Leiter and his wife at the beginning of the film. So oh, Bond man. wants revenge. So towards the end of the film... Um, the, the bad guys got Bond like dead to rights. Like they have this huge chase scene and they both crash their vehicle. The guy, bad guy like crashes like a fuel tanker on the side of this road <laughs> or whatever. And Bond, so the guy's got like this huge machete and he's going to kill Bond. And then, you know, Bond like sort of distracts him with this huge lighter because he had the, like a, a lighter in his hand that Felix gave him at the beginning of the film. And when he points to me, he shows the lighter to the guy, the bad guy looks at it and he sees that it's got like Bond's name on it from Felix or whatever. Mm. So the bad guy gets distracted for a second and Bond basically uses the distraction to light, light the, it. to light it. And then the gas. Well, like the guy was covered in gas because he, yeah, he flipped it, so he just lights the guy on fire. Yeah. And the guy, of course, the bad guy, you know, in his panic, he runs back towards the tanker. So obviously, the whole, the whole thing just blows up, and then yep. that's into him. So I give it like a seven out of ten. It's pretty good. Only because you drove an oil tanker. Yeah. Drive a different type of car next time. All right, now we get to some of the fun ones. Pierce Brosnan has some good villain deaths. Mm. Now this next one. I am biased. I've always said I am going to be biased towards GoldenEye. So I think GoldenEye is one of the best Bond films, if not the best Bond film. That's a pretty common. I grew, up, I grew up with it. It was part of my childhood. And even when Neg now, again, it came out in 1995, so you're talking over 25 years ago now. Um, and, but I still can go back and watch this movie over and over. I love it. I think it's Brosnan's best, definitely his best film as Bond. I think it's one of the best Bond films in general. And as my opinion, one of the best villain deaths for several I reasons. Remember. Yes. 
Now, I love because I love the villain in the film. The villain played by Sean Bean. His character is Alec Trevelyan, otherwise known as 006, because right. he is Bond's. At the beginning of the film, he's Bond's. They're on a mission together. Yeah. Well, yeah, like they're 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 agents together, yes. right? And then Alec like fakes his death at the beginning of the film, and then Bond finds out later on that Alec is still alive, but now he's like a bad guy because he was he's really secretly working with you know the Soviets to get the Goldeneye satellite to take over the world, yada yada, all that stuff, right? So towards the end of the film, Bond and and Alec have this really intense fist fight, and uh, and they're fighting on like on top of the satellite dish. Yep. So then Bond and they they both like fall down this ladder and they're like on this really tiny platform hanging like a couple hundred feet above the ground or whatever. And then um, the, the the bad guys has the again of course the bad guy has the advantage on Bond and he gets distracted by a, a helicopter that flies in or something. So Bond takes the advantage like headbutt him and then kicks him mm. over the side. But before the guy falls, he grabs his leg. Yeah. And he's holding him, so he's holding him by his leg and the guy's dangling over and then. Um, you know, they referenced perfect foreshadowing from earlier in the film before Alex sort of like betrayed him. Alex says this line to James, like for England, and then uh, James says no for me, and then he drops him. Oh. <laughs> and I just love because you just see like the perspective of the just like you just see the guy falling from like the top down, and then mm-hmm. they, they they show him like obviously it's like a dummy, but they show him falling the huge, and they're just like bam right on the ground. And the thing that kills me about the fact that obviously. Would probably not have survived that fall. I would just just cracked his head open when he hit the ground. But he's still technically alive when the satellite explodes and then falls on him and crushes mm. him. <laughs> but, you didn't talk about the henchman in this one. No, you're right. I didn't. Um, I got so caught up in the Alex. I I, I'll go back to that. Fine. I'll give the Alex death a ten out of ten. Okay. I love it. Oh, a ten. Out of 10. But the next one is still an eight out of ten. So yeah, it's in, in the film you have his henchman, henchwoman, I should yes. say, throughout the film Zenya, Zenya on the top, played by. How do you pronounce her name? Famke Jansen. She was Jean Grey in the X Men films. Oh, well. okay. But um, yeah, so she's Russian chick. She loves crushing dudes with her thighs. Yes, that's that's what I remember. About it's this very movie. Co- it's a very conflicting film to watch when you're going through puberty because you're like, <laughs> she's killing him, but they look like they're enjoying it. So it's like I don't know how to feel about this, but um, and it helps that she's obviously smoking hot. But at the same time, so towards the end of the film, she's she gets to jump on Bond in this jungle before like Bond finds the Goldeneye satellite or whatever, and she's gonna she's gonna. She's basically crushing Bond, and then Bond, she she jumped down, she rappelled down from a helicopter, so she still had the rope on her back, like from oh. she didn't take it. So Bond, like, she gets distracted by like I think Natalia comes to help James or something, and then uh, Bond takes the gun and shoots the pilot of the helicopter. So the helicopter crashes, oh, it takes and then she gets her she, with she gets well she gets flung back because like the rope just right. like yanks her back, and she gets crushed behind this tree, oh. <laughs> and she gets caught in the tree branches and just like yeah. breaks her back or something, ah, yeah. which is okay. ironic because you know she crushes people off film, and now she gets crushed. So. Wow. But yeah, she had a pretty, she had a good, Sad. she had an eight out of ten death. I'll give her that one. Okay, yeah. well, this is a good movie. Now uh, the next Rosin one, Tomorrow Never Dies. One of my, one of my guilty pleasure Bond films. It's not a okay. great Bond film, but it has a lot of good action scenes. So yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies is you got you got the bad guy. Um, he's the guy that controls the media. Elliot Carver. He's the one who wants to use satellites again to just like. Oh, we didn't have enough satellites in the right? previous film. The last one was talking about like nuclear satellites. This one's talking about this guy just wants to like own a bunch of media companies so he can control the world through the news. And so he stuff. wants to be a conglomerate. Yeah, he wants to be like a big wig. Sure. <laughs> so, what a little bit of nice foreshadowing in his death is toward at the very beginning of the film, he uses and he tries to create an incident between like China and the U.S. Like he wants to create a. Uh, political thing by like destroying this u.s sub using a sea drill he has like oh. this stealth ship and he uses a, this huge sea drill to punch a hole in the sub and then Ooh. when these chinese migs fly over overhead the, they What's shoot a mig like a like an f-16 like an aircraft oh, okay. so the, the the bad guy shoots down the chinese aircraft as the u.s sub is sinking so both sides think that they attacked each mm-hmm. other and he creates this huge incident but so towards the end of the film bond is like 
again, the bad guy, the bad guy gets to jump on Bond, and he just like, <laughs> you know, has a, he has a gun uh, trained on him, and Bond is like, Bond sees the because he's inside the bad guy's cell ship. Bond is infiltrated and created a whole mess of explosions and stuff, and then Bond sees the sea drill just like hanging behind this guy, so he activates the button. But right behind him, he's just like on this control panel, and Bond presses the button, mm-hmm. and the sea drill starts coming towards the bad guy. So Bond kind of like holds him, like punches him a few times and holds him down, mm-hmm. and then he jumps out of the way, and this drill just like annihilates this guy. Oh, so I, I do not I, show that. No, they, it's basically like they show it from behind, so it's like a test dummy getting shredded. Oh. But I would imagine it's a pretty bad way to go. So I give it like a nine out of ten. Oh, I don't even want to imagine it. Yeah, just getting destroyed by this huge seed like Mm-mm. blades. Mm-mm. But um, yeah. Uh, the next one, not one of my favorite Brosnan ones, and the villain death wasn't great in it, but uh, this one was called The World Is Not Enough. Oh, right. Uh, bad guy's name is Renard. He's like a French guy. Renard. Yeah. So basically, towards the end of the film, him and Bond are fighting on this submarine. The bad guy's trying to use, like, you know, nuclear torpedoes to start a war mm-hmm. or something. I don't even remember the exact plot. <laughs> but anyway, so this is what I, don't, what, I, what I get is I don't know how Bond knew how to do this exactly, but towards the end of the film, Bond is fighting this bad guy, and then, again, the bad guy gets the drop on Bond, and he's going to, you know... It's launching these torpedoes to you know cause havoc and then bond like distracts the bad guys he always does and then he like his charm yeah but like he i don't you know how he knows to do this but like so these the guy is standing in front of this bay of torpedoes like he's, he's basically putting these things in one at a time like pushing them into the, the base the torpedo base or whatever so bond like act like puts this hose on this thing and he reverses the Flowing? The flow of the where the torpedoes are gonna go, and he pre- and Bond presses this button, and the torpedo thing just like shoots back into the guy and impales him right through the chest. Ooh. So it's a pretty bad way to go, but I just don't. There wasn't really any foreshadowing for how Bond would know how to. Like, he just punches yeah. a bunch, presses a bunch of buttons, and it's like, oh, he knew how to he just, just reverse launch that torpedo. Okay, cool. But I had a question. Yes, a random thought. Okay. Uh, I remember one of the Bond villains not being able to feel pain. Have we gone? That's past- this guy. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Good. good. I got something good, right. Yeah. I did like that. Like, when they introduced that villain, I liked that aspect of it. I thought they could have done a lot of cool stuff with it, but they didn't. Yeah. Like, aside from a couple scenes in the film where the guy's, like, holding something that's on fire and he doesn't feel any pain. Or, like, he, you know, punches through a glass window and he's bleeding. And he's just like, I feel nothing. Like, <laughs> I, I see my blood. I, I know. It's like, I, they could have done better with it. But uh, And then the last Brosnan film is Die Another Day, which is one of the I worst. I, uh, yeah, the song. But also, I just I can't get over how bad Halle Berry was in this film. Oh, got Madonna and Halle Berry. Yeah, such a good combo. But like the villain in this film wasn't bad. He was he had a silly name, but Gustav Graves. Nice. But it's weird because he was like he was a North Korean guy who had like plastic surgery. Who, who had plastic <laughs> surgery to no exactly. But at the beginning of the film, this North Korean guy who Bond thought he had killed survived, and he undergoes plastic surgery to look He's like to look like a British white guy. Oh, it's not Blofeld, no. Okay, well, no. But toward, basically, towards the end of the film, Bond is fighting this guy on a huge airship again, a huge plane, and he, he, uh, Bond, Bond, Bond throws the guy out the plane, the guy has a parachute, so the guy, like, activates a parachute, and he's hanging onto the side of the plane, and then Bond, this guy was wearing this, like, suit, like, you know, like, a just, you know, he had this exosuit on, basically, where he could, like, electrocute people with it. Oh, my gosh. Picture, picture like, riding from Mortal Kombat, he could do this that kind of thing. This is Tales of Arise, it's Shion. So, as the guy's hanging out of the plane with the parachute, Bond just, like, presses the button and electrocutes this guy, and then the guy, obviously, lets go and he gets sucked into the plane engine, so. Yeah. They love planes. Yeah. I don't know, 6 out of 10. It was okay. <laughs> uh, okay, now we can get into the, peri- uh, sorry, the Daniel Craig ones, mm-hmm. which are actually pretty subdued. Like, okay, so take Casino Royale, for example. Mm-hmm. You remember the bad guy in Casino Royale? Mm-mm. The Sheaf. He was the guy who ran the poker game. I remember was, the poker game. Okay, yeah. So towards the end of the film, he 
Bond is, they kidnap Vesper, Bond's chasing after Vesper, and then he flips his car, and then the bad guy kidnaps him and Vesper, and so this one, the guy's, like, he's torturing Bond, like, he's got Bond, like, naked, strapped to the chair, and he's got the, the huge, or he's got the huge rope, and he's trying to, like, smack him with the rope. No. So anyways, at this point, then, the, the like, the bad guy in this film was working for another bad guy organization, and he was stealing money from them, that's why he needed to do, to do the poker game, to raise the oh. money that he lost from this organization. So towards the end, when this guy's about to kill Bond, the, the other bad guy, Mr. White, just comes in and says, you know, or the bad guy says, I give you the money, give me, give me more time or something. And then Mr. White just shoots him in the head and the sheep just dies. So that's, oh. that's how he goes out. Pretty unceremoniously. One shot to the head. And then, and then towards the end of the film, Bond is fighting like another group of guys, not the sheep anymore, obviously, because he's dead. So like new people are introduced at the end of the not, film? No, it's, it's, this is when like he finds like Vesper for double crossed him. And then they uh. have that whole like shootout thing in, in what is it, Venice or something. Right. Uh, anyways, I don't know. So, so is Vesper a henchman then? No, she's not a henchman. If she double-crossed them. Well, anyways, we're not getting into that right now. So, <laughs> uh, Quantum of Solace had uh, one of the worst villain deaths, mainly because the villain death happens off-screen. Yeah. Like Towards the end of the film, Bond is fighting. The, the, the villain's film is so forgettable. Dominic Green, just a little pasty-looking French guy. <laughs> And he, I mean, he's stealing I, water, isn't I only, he? Yeah, he's stealing the water. I only see that because him and Bond have this fight, like, uh, hand-to-hand fight towards the end of the film. It's so ridiculous because you're like, Daniel Craig could just dummy this guy, mm-hmm. and which he pretty much does. So then Craig like takes this guy, takes Green out to the desert and interrogates him and leaves him there to die, like just like drives him about 20 miles in the desert and leaves him there, right? And then later on in the film, M says to Bond, like, oh, they found Green in the desert uh, with like, you know, two bolts in his head. I'm like, oh. okay. So like, again, the organization that killed the sheep just went out there and killed Green. Because, again, this is what's, like, leading into Spectre. It's, like, this whole overarching organization, right? Um, at least the next one, you get a pretty basic villain death in, in Skyfall. 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 So you have... Um, I See, again, I thought they really could have done something special with Skyfall. Because, again, you're bringing back mm-hmm. the idea of a rogue agent. It's sort of like Goldmine 006. You have Raul Silva in this one, played by Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. And he's a former agent that I'm sort of, like... Not betrayed, but like left him for dead behind enemy lines type thing. So Silva's out for revenge, right? So he wants to kill him. So towards the end of the film, um, you know, for those who haven't seen Skyfall, he's got a great final action scene where like Bond, Bond's house blows up. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he brings all the bad guys to his house and it's like Home Alone style. He's yeah. got a bunch of traps and eventually he blows up the house. And, but Silva gets away with M and he's going to go like kill her. And then um, Bond shows up just as Silva. Like, Silva's got his head next to hers, and he's going to, like, basically blow both oh. their brains out at the same time. And before he can pull the trigger, though, Bond just, like, in the background, uh, throws a knife in his back. Oh. And the, the thing that's funny about this, yeah, I had to watch on YouTube again, because I remember the reaction is just, like, when, he, like, the, like, Silva just, like, gets up and turns around and looks at Bond with this look on his face, like, like, man, you ruined this moment. I, I didn't want to die this way. I wanted to die the other way. And then he just, like... Bond does a little quip, you know, last rat standing kind of thing, and then the guy just falls over and dies. So it's like the the, the death itself is like a six out of ten. But um, well, I should have mentioned, by the way, I didn't even uh, the last one. I guess we'll give the Casino Royale or not Casino Royale. We'll give the Quantum of Solace one like a one out of ten. Wow, the, the worst. Well, it happens off screen. You don't even see the guy die. I don't even think I don't know if I rated the sheep. I guess we give it like a five out of ten. I really like mm-hmm. the villain's character, but again, he kind of goes out one shot to the head. Whatever, mm-hmm. it's pretty basic. Yeah, we'll give what I say. We'll give Silva six out of ten. You said five. Five? Did I say five out of ten for Silva for Skyfall. Oh, you didn't wait Apple. Oh, I'll give it a six out of ten then. Um, and then unfortunately we have to end this on sort of a disappointing note because Spectre, although it brought Blofeld back, did it really? Yeah, so Chris, he didn't die. Christoph Waltz. Well, Blof- so he's the fourth Blofeld. Yeah, at least the fourth, maybe the fifth. But, uh, <laughs> but so uh, towards the end of Spectre, he's getting away on a plane, and but James, I want to know how he survived the first that, down a chimney. 
They're all different iterations of Blofeld. It's not the same character. because That's terrible. It has to be the same guy. James Bond plays with the cannon pretty loosely. So, okay, anyways, the inspector, Blofeld's going to win. Helicopter, Bond shoots helicopter down. Helicopter crashes. Blofeld survives. And okay. Blofeld basically gets captured by MI6 because if you've seen the trailers for No Time to Die. Mission Impossible 6? In No Time to Die, if you watch the trailers, Blofeld is in this. So, he's still got a role to okay. play in this new film, I guess. I don't know. So, I can't obviously rate Spectre because there was no memorable villain death. I didn't watch Spectre. You shouldn't. It's not <laughs> a great film. But it has two Bond ladies. It has two? I thought it had two. Oh, it does. You're right. It does have two. But, they're both, like the but, they're, but they're both pretty forgettable. So. Oh, I remember. That was like in all the trailers. Look, it has two. Two this time. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Bond can, depending on the films, can have some very entertaining villain deaths or some very generic cliche deaths. But I think they've gotten more cliche lately. Like, in the middle were Pierce Brosnan and Roger Moore. They were fun. The and now Bro- we're back to... The Bruce Brosnan ones were usually pretty violent. Um, That's probably when like ratings were changing and they can get away with it. Yeah, more. it was late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, so I don't know. We'll see. I don't have high hopes that there will be a memorable death in this one and the next one, but who knows? I Craig mean... is generic Bond. Good job. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think they'll take a break after this? No. I don't think they want to. I mean, why would they? They, they, they Bond films breaks they I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see, like, like Spectre for how, for as bad as Spectre was, like, I think it, financially they hit their best heights with Skyfall. I think Skyfall made over a billion. I watched Skyfall, yeah. and I don't watch Bond. Now films. Spectre still made a billion, even though it wasn't a good film, because people just really liked James Bond there, and they're building off the, off the success of Skyfall. Now with No Time to Die, it's gonna be very interesting. Not only have they delayed this film so many times, but also even with it coming out now, you know, in North America, I don't know how crazy people are about going back to the theaters. Still, I feel like there's still some hesitation there. So I feel like. Box office wise, No Time to Die is not going to crush it. Like it'll probably do a couple hundred mil North in North America over you know a couple months or whatever. But it's not going to have like you know 100 million opening weekend or anything like that. I don't think Mm-mm. so. Like, I think Bond films are done being billion dollar franchises at this point. That's well yeah, until they Mission reboot Impossible it again. Yeah, has taken over. Oh yeah, for sure. And would you rate all villain deaths in Mission Impossible better? No, the villain deaths in Mission Impossible films are usually terrible. Are they? <laughs> yeah, it's more that well, journey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, uh, yeah, we can talk. We can talk Mission Impossible another time. But yeah, they're not great film deaths either, for the most part. Like I said, the Bond ones had the, that period between the in the eighties and nineties when they had some pretty good villain deaths. Um, you know what has the best deaths? What? Danganronpa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, why don't you give the email shout out, and then I guess we can say if you want to send us an email this week, you can discuss. Um, was there any, maybe was there any Bond villain henchman deaths that I missed from other films that you might remember, or which of these deaths was most memorable to you? <laughs> you can answer Tyler at when opposites react at gmail.com. So that'll be a wrap for tonight. I need to end this now because Sarah has to edit and I've made this school really long. <laughs> I get to listen but I mean, to we had to get through twenty. Game. We had to get through twenty-four Bond films, and I think at least twenty of them had a villain death. So some did, some didn't. But you got to rate No Time have... to Die's Bond villain right now. Right, right now. Right now. I right. have no expectations <laughs> for the. I don't know what to expect from the villain. Like they don't give it away. I guess they don't give it away in the trailer, which is a good thing. I don't know what to expect. Maybe that's a bad I like thing. the actor, I, but I like the actor playing the villain. Some, I usually that do, has worked. But against I, exactly, Bond. I usually do like most of the actors that play the villains, and then they're just written poorly. Yes. So I don't know. I hope this one's better. And I hope Craig actually cares. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> oh, jeez. I just want to see more effort in this one. But 
I'm hoping new director, new writers, a little different blood behind the scenes. Maybe it'll be better. I don't know. I, I, for your sake, I hope it's better because I don't care. But you yeah. are really, you're you're invested. Yeah. You'll know soon enough. <sighs> yes, a couple, a couple more weeks. Anyways, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We always appreciate your support. We hope to hear from you. If you want to send us an email or any other comment, can they even comment any other way besides email? Like, there's no like. No. <laughs> maybe after we cross now, after we cross the hundred episode threshold, we'll do something mm. special. But, we'll launch a TikTok. Right. No, we're not launching TikTok. No, no, no. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe out there. We'll be back same time next week. Peace. Bye. <laughs>